Hey everyone, welcome back to the Case and Pun Podcast. I mean, fuck podcast. Guys, I guys, I did it again. I did it again. That's strike two. Podcast. Say it with me. Strike three. You know what I mean? Podcast. I I cannot believe I've done this. I'm so sorry. Um, might as well just not even listen at this point. Um, Man, if this was scripted, we could have thrown in one of the bits where I'm like, say pod, and then you say pod, and then you say, and then I'm like, say cast, and then you say cast, and say it together, and you go podcast. That one, <laughs> that would have been good. If we did script, if we did scripted intros. All right, so um, I have a great we question for you guys. Intro, not once. <laughs> I I cannot believe you just interrupted me. Um, <laughs> What's up, Aiden? So I have a good question for you guys to kind of start things off, get get us a little bit heated. I think. Well, actually, I don't know if it will. Um, All right. but when someone brings to you like a statement that could potentially anger you or like upset you and they, before they say that statement, they say, I know you're going to get mad. Do you think that is more upsetting than the actual statement, whatever it might be? Because so personally, I find 90% of the time when someone does that to me, that is more infuriating than the state. Like I hate when people say that because like, then they're just assuming that you're a dick. It's like when you get the, uh, oh, you're going to hate me text. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of, no, but guys, I feel you like... Guys, you guys probably don't because you guys all have girlfriends. So you don't I feel know like it's like. like, oh, you're going to hate me. Like, I just met this person. Like, it, it it might be something cool where you won't actually hate them. But when it's like, oh, you're going to be mad at me. Like, I know you're going to be mad at me for this. But like, so-and-so, it's like, okay, like, just say it without saying that. Like, that could have yeah. been like, I don't know. I think like nine out of 10 times, the thing they say, I'm not even mad about. So it's like, oh, why'd you assume that I was going to get mad at that? You know, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. It creates like yeah. a whole other issue. Yeah, because then you're kind of like annoyed that by the fact that you thought that would bother you or piss you off when it's like a small yeah. deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think. Ryan? Um, I don't know. At least they're giving you a heads up so you're not getting blindsided. You're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm kidding. Please. I'm kidding. Every opinion is valid, and I value your opinion, Ryan. So Morgan and I actually had a conversation about something very similar to this. He had done a, a done a course because Morgan and I are coworkers, and uh, he's also a good friend of everybody in the group. Um, like he did, on. like he found out the psychology behind it. Is it's kind of like if you say that beforehand the person isn't really listening to like what they have like what you have to say after that with like an open mind they're like already going into it with a negative mindset so it's like you no matter what your news isn't going to come off as you perceived it to be yeah um i don't know if i explained that perfectly right or per- like 100 correctly but like no i think that's uh i i think i get what you're saying and that's even more to my i think yeah so even more to my point like why would you say that? Because then someone's already going into that statement thinking like, what the hell? Like, why would you say like, why would you want to upset me by saying that before you're going to upset me saying something afterward? Cause then yeah. regard, cause then you freak out and the person's like, or quote unquote freak out, like not actual freak out, but like you might get a little upset and everyone and they're like, why are you mad? It's like, well, you just said that like, I'm more upset about the statement beforehand than the statement afterward. It's probably a defense this. mechanism for the uh, 
Well, is my connection all right? It says no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, you're fine. Um, it's probably defense mechanism for the speaker. So like, like they know the person's gonna get mad. So by telling them, like by saying they're gonna get mad, it's like it kind of like lessens the blow. I think for the person who's already makes sense. I will say this though, it does lead into like the setup for like one of my favorite jokes, where it's like not to be racist, but uh, I shot a ninety-two yesterday. And, just was like, and, then, and then people are like, what, what part of that was racist? I said, I didn't want to be racist. And so that's like an absolute 10 out of 10 bit. Um, you know, can't have that without the, uh, without those prefacing statements. Well, cause that's the thing. Like whenever you say like, <clears throat> not to be annoying or not to be that yeah. guy, it means you're about to be annoying or you're about to be that guy. <laughs> like, yeah. hundred like percent. Playing time. devil's advocate. The person who's like, well, not just, just being devil's advocate here. <laughs> every single poli sci student like ever i don't know if you guys yeah. ever taken a poli sci class but oh, i know brady has um i, have not. I uh, hate personally like my major is the most annoying i think yeah it just it's either they're and my major is criminal justice and political science and it's either a bunch of wannabe cops or lawyers and like those are, like the two worst kinds of people a cap and, baby. Put, and then you kind okay. of put them you put them in the same mm. classroom and they all think they're better than each other and uh, they think they're already in law school and like they're all so stupid and <laughs> they'll not play devil's advocate and then they'll just say something crazy that they actually believe in or they'll I be like it. not to be a racist and then say just the most racist thing in the world it's just yeah crazy i i saw like a tweet a while ago that got parroted like nine million times it was like if i have to hear another cis white male say I'm gonna I'm gonna be yeah. a bit of a devil's advocate here in yeah. a poli sci class. I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I've taken three poli sci classes, maybe, maybe two, and it's, it's uh, so, that was my experience. Uh, it's so funny, like not to put devil's advocate, but like you know, like Hitler is kind of a great leader. <laughs> okay, well, like okay. relax. Okay, if we're gonna get into that debate, Hitler was a great. Speaker. We're not. He right, was. Yeah, he not was. But he was. He was an unbelievable leader. It's just a shame that he was such a dick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, of course. like I do know what you mean because like there are people that playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm I'm not playing devil's advocate. I am oh, stating he, facts. He like that is factual. <laughs> oh yeah, he was such a great leader that he led his army right into Russia in the winter. No, and they all he died was, from dude. He was a great leader. He was an unbelievable leader. He was an unbelievable IQ speaker. Play. If he, like, if he was a decent human being and was leading the states right now, they truly would be the greatest country on the planet. A lot of ifs there. A lot of ifs there in Aiden. No, 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 because I think... No, 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 no. behind what you're saying. But I think, Ryan, I think you missed that first part. If he was a decent human being, he was a shit human being. That guy was inherently evil. Yeah, if any decent human being was leading the states, it'd be a lot better than they are right now. That's also a fair point. No, no, no. No, no, you can be a decent human being, but you can be dumb as fucking rocks. Like Okay, I don't I don't think we should really get into into politics, but like right now the states like with Kanye West, oh Brady, nice shot right there. Um with (laughs) Kanye West uh like stepping up to like run for president in twenty I guess twenty twenty, right? Or is it twenty twenty four that he's running for? A couple months. It's just it's just a bunch of like rich people like taking advantage of the status that they have in order to become president. Like Donald Trump was, is nowhere near qualified to be a president. Neither is Kanye West. Yep. That's um, fair. And I think I, like, you know, some what people mean, on Twitter are saying like, he has, a, he has a lot of money. 
Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's the only qualification. Yeah, Obama. That's ridiculous. But that's the only qualification you need in the states, apparently. Yeah. Obama, Obama was, was like educated. he yeah dude he was probably he was a governor too or whatever. yeah exactly yep. he was and a former Senator. lawyer as well so it's like he knew his shit like Trump Obama, shit Brady thinks Obama was bad so let's not get into this who does I just I say stuff to piss off Ryan rock into the <laughs> politics you had, right going, now. you had me going today I'll say that you got me going today a little bit that's my role yeah S disturber um, yeah because you can't say the word shit. <laughs> don't say we're gonna lose our freaking monetization, man. All right, yeah. Oh uh, man, zero dollars, zero dollars in revenue. Should, should we get into this first topic here? All right, everybody, welcome back to the Case Punt Podcast. Uh, with us today, we have all four of the boys. Aiden, that one's for you. Um, you. we got we, we got all four of the boys. Uh, and today there is surprisingly some actual big football news. Magic um, in the air. And I think we're going to, we're going to, we have three individual players we want to talk about. And I can't wait because they are three of my favorite players in the NFL. But we're going to talk about one of my least favorite teams in the NFL right now um, the Washington Redskins. So they, uh, over like what, maybe like the past five years, I would say, their name has really like come under scrutiny just for being, you know, inherently racist. Uh, their owner, Dan Snyder, had previously refused to change the name. Um, you know, for, for whatever reason, Aiden, can you knock it off, bud? Um, and uh, so now it's uh, like, it's under review. Their name's under review. They're probably going to, it is most likely that they are going to change their name. Uh, there's a few options up in the air. Um, actually, I should probably pull a few up. But Aiden, do you want to go into like what your favorite is? <clears throat> and if you think they should change it, I'll say yeah, that. I think so... we all agree on that. I don't know if this was a legitimate one, and I kind—I think it was because there was an entire mock-up for it. They had the logo there, and I know this was one that Dwayne Haskins talked about as well. The yes. Washington Red Tails. That would be a dope name. Plus, they'd gain a lot, a lot, a lot of publicity. Um, Aiden, do you want to go into what a Red Tail is? Yeah, so in World War II, there was like a squadron of African-American fighter pilots that basically... Uh, painted the um, tails, so the the back fins of their plane red um, for, like, a racial movement. And first of all, the movie's dope. Like, if you have not seen the movie Red Tails, it's a great movie. Definitely should watch it. Um, But, of course, like, it's not just great for the movie. With the times that we're going through currently, and actually the reason the Redskins are changing their name why not take that extra step to mend, right? Like, I feel like that would be a great move by the Washington organization to go ahead and do that. I I agree. I think that'd be super cool, especially with the, like, you know, everything going on with Black Lives Matter. Um, and I think the Red Tails is actually just like a sick name. Um, oh, yeah. I have the five up here that they're kind of like, are they're rumored to be going towards. I don't know if you guys want me to read them off or if you guys want to. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Do it. Yeah, okay, so we have the Washington Red Scale, Red Tails, like Aiden said. Uh, the Washington Warriors is another one. Uh, and then we have the Hogs or the Red Hogs. Because um, that was the nickname for their offensive line in the in the 80s and 90s when they won three Super Bowls. Um, Wait, hold on, won't they be the Washington Hogs? Or the Washington Red Hogs, yeah, one of the two. And say, um, why, does it, why does it have to be red? Everything has to be red for these guys. Well, because their their idea is to try and keep their branding as similar as possible, while removing mm-hmm. the race, the inherent racism behind it. So they would change their mascot and change their logos and stuff like that. But in terms of team colors and stuff like that, they want to try and keep everything relatively similar. 
Uh, so that brings in the Red Hawks. Uh, that's another one. And uh, the Senators, the Washington Senators, uh, you know, just based on the the political involvement of Washington. Um, I hate that one. I, yeah, that there's, one sucks. There's a bunch of other ones that uh, – so Odd Shark actually put out, like, the – the betting odds for the names of the teams. None of the uh, aforementioned ones are really on there, but there's the presidents, the generals, the Lincolns, the Americans, and the Kings are all plus 500 and under. Uh, and then, but then there's also like the Jeffersons and Roosevelts and Arlingtons. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't like a single one of those. No, I just that. picking presidents names here. I want, like, I want them to go with the, the red tails. Plus 800. Can you imagine, can you imagine oh. a team named the Washington monuments? That's so stupid. I think the the mascot's like a big old monument. It yeah, doesn't move. it doesn't move. That it would be move. that would be it's so just, dumb. I think like Washington. Like, how pissed do you think Chase Young would be? Like, let's be if he real. Got drafted the Washington Monuments. I'd be pretty pissed if he got no, drafted to he a got team by the Redskins. But his team. Like, I'd rather go to a team called the Redskins than the Monuments, and my symbol be a giant white tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, you're really you're really Tails not is probably the best option. I mean, I oh, yeah, I like yeah. the Red Tails the best. Right. Warriors, in my opinion, is not even in the top five for best. Senators is bad because I just think of the Ottawa Senators. It's I yeah, I, I don't like Senators either. Warriors for me is up there just because of the alliteration. I'm a big fan of that when it comes to team names. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I think it just rolls off the tongue very very well. Fair enough. Yeah, um, Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, I, I think uh, I think like like I saw on Twitter. I, I think know that's <laughs> the only. The only thing about Warriors is I think I don't see Washington doing a, a rebrand to become like a Golden State Warriors because like worry I think it, I don't see them doing a total like mascot logo like everything total change rebrand I think they'll kind of still revolve around the Native American warrior thing and I I think that's still kind of like the same um, place that they're stuck in because from polls I've seen online like um. It's not so much about the name that because this is only this isn't for white people. Like a lot of this is a lot of the people we see is like white people arguing and white people getting offended. Well, it's not your culture that's being affected here. So the polls I have seen is that Native Americans have not been as offended by the name, but it's more so about the caricature of their culture and you know fans wearing headdresses and fans doing a tomahawk chop and stuff like that and mascots and stuff like that. It's more the caricature of the culture rather than the name. Obviously it's a great, it's a great place to start with the name and then build the brand or rebrand around that. And then eventually it'll all come together and it's already sparked a change or a movement with um, I think the Cleveland Indians are looking to change their name. Um, after yep. They got rid of chief Wahoo a few years, years ago, which is good, but um, still well, many, uh, taking many, a deep look at their name and brand. And it's, it's nothing to change the name. There's, I saw a lot of replies, a lot of white men just, furious just absolutely furious like you guys are just feeding these liberal snowflakes you're changing everything oh yeah this i'm like the team's not going anywhere those make me laugh so much man like i just love it's like it's like like a six-year-old raging on cod man it's just that but a grown-up i i told you i i told you about seven times never mention my social media ever again um (laughs) i don't like being called out like that it's literally linked in the description no, I would never. I would never be that dumb no, to say something such as that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh-huh. That's that is correct. Um, so, 
I think one thing a lot of people like those those people that are very up in arms there a lot of people are saying like oh you can't just change a team name like that there's so much history and tradition behind it yeah. but it's happened before where teams I really wish I could pull up an example here I saw like a like a, a uh, what's it called well it's a, the same uh, argument as the racist like statues in the states that are getting pulled down right yeah the history still exists it's just you know it's, you don't need to be like idealizing it with a statue like mm-hmm. and um like, like, like all the, those like um uh what tampa, was it tampa confederate dump. leaders like yeah. that were yeah. had monuments down south like what's the point like what like nobody does nobody understand what that's what they stood for mm-hmm. like the confederates mm-hmm. and like just getting rid of a statue doesn't erase history just like in Germany, when they took down all the Nazi statues and, and uh, monuments, it's not like, oh man, I totally forget what happened during the World War II. Oh, I wish mm-hmm. we, I wish we had statues to remember what happened. Like, actually, if, if if America sort of took a page out of Germany's book, then I think a lot of people would be a lot happier in the states with it. It's more inclusive because they they basically they get better beers all, out of it. Well, and they just they just went about it better. Like, te- yeah, absolutely, yeah. they did. And team names have happened before, like the. Tampa Devil Rays, they dropped the devil and um, stuff like that. So it's like a simple name change that everything's the same, but you know, you kind of drop the devil out of um, the Rays. So that's an example. Yeah. A certain, um, certain, a certain, like, yeah, some people I, were kind of offended. I forgot about that. that. That's, a, that's a very good point, actually. Um, for me, on like, just to give my quick opinion, Apparently, the Washington Warriors is the team name that is like leading the charge right now. That is like going to be the one that most people would bet on. Yeah, but the Red Tails is just so dope. You keep um, like not only do you keep like so their logo is "Hail to the Redskins," uh, or sorry, their slogan, their motto, whatever you want to call it. Um, But now you can keep that the exact same. It's HTTR "Hail to the Red Red Tails." Um, The color scheme is essentially the same. And I think, like, you know, the Red Tails is just, like, a dope name. That's so sick. So what would the um, – what would you think, like, their new, like, emblem would be? Like, a, just the tail of the of the, the planes on? The mock-up I saw is, like, it's, like, a white W that's, like, not not a sharp W, but, like, a rounded W with a three, like, exactly yellow right – with, like, three yellow lines through it. I don't know if I explained that well. Um, There's, like, airplanes very, in it, too. A, a, very very close it's it's like a it's actually like a red w oh okay uh but it, it's like a rounded w it's got white lines through it mm, it's a okay. yellow circle and then a white star at the top oh okay. it's, it's really really cool it's yeah. actually it's an unreal looking logo. no i would it love kinda, to see that it looks a little bit uh, no i'm not gonna say that i don't think that's true uh, i was gonna say it looks a little bit like waterburger but i don't really remember what the waterburger <laughs> logo looks like um but yeah, no, it's a super, super cool uh, idea. Uh, the, the, the only other option can be the Washington Centennials from the movie The Replacements. That would be cool as well. So that, Centennials be, is a sick name. That'd be funny. That would be interesting. Okay, uh, hang on a second. Oh, it is a lot like the Whataburger logo. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so uh, with, the, with the boys deciding that the name's going to be the Washington Red Tails, and that's going to be set in stone... Uh, we have some news on some individual players here. Um, I think I think we'll start we'll start with Jamal Adams. Um, 
there's been a lot of rumors going on about him for the last couple of years uh, or maybe last year and a little bit about a contract extension not being offered and he him feeling disrespected by the Jets organization. But now it, it's official. He's requested a trade. Um, Adam Gase is adamant that he wants to keep him in New Jersey. But uh, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, they're in New Jersey, right? The Jets? Or are they actually in New yeah, Jersey? Yeah, they're in... Uh... Yeah. They're like the New East York Jets, Earth. but East yeah, they're Boise. New Jersey's. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you know, let's. Uh, I want to. I want to start with Brady. Brady, what do you think is? Well, what are your thoughts on Jamal Adams asking, uh, asking to be out of the Jets organization as a you know as a Patriots fan, and uh, where do you think he's going to end up? Yeah, I mean, obviously, anytime a good player leaves the AFC East, it's a good day or wants out. I love it. Um, see you later. You know. Um, I'm really glad he's leaving. I hope the Jets give that to him. Um, as for where, um, I would love to see Jamal Adams go to the Cowboys. Uh, it's his hometown. I think he would really fit in there. Um, Cowboys are kind of like in a win now mode. Uh, my buddy Devin at work, he loves the Cowboys. So all I hear all day is the Cowboys. So shout out seven to three gang there. But yeah, I mean, Cowboys. Could um could really use him, all especially with Dak on the fans talk about is how they won a championship like thirty years ago. All they talk yeah. about, yeah, well, pretty much. I mean, yeah, they're on the they're on they're on the brink of you know competing with the Saints Not and sucking. the Bucks. They're yeah, they, they're, they're pretty easily... they're pretty good. I mean that that team is like I mean Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. You know, despite what's happening with him and his contract negotiations, he's a pretty solid player. That's true. Um, they got some good. They got some good young receivers now, especially because they added they added Judy, right? And that's the guy they got. CD, 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 CD Lamb, CD, CD. They got so they got CD Lamb, uh, and to pair him with Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, that's kind of nasty. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a great offensive right? line. What's what's up? Cooper resigned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yep, yep I guess back. so. Um, I know he's there this year for sure. I don't know how much longer. Um. And then you you got a good defense. You got some other, other than the fact Byron Jones just left. Uh, but I mean Jamal Adams could anchor down that secondary. I would hate to see him go to the Cowboys. I'm not a big Cowboys fan. Um, for me, a good fit would be the Houston Texans. They're still looking for you know somebody to lead that secondary. They had Tyron Matthew there a couple years ago, but he wasn't really playing his best football there. I think you know. You have Deshaun Watson to lead the offense. You have Jamal Adams to lead the defense. That's two building blocks on each side of the ball. Uh, obviously, you know, you still have J.J. Watt on the defense, but he's obviously aging. He's dealt with injuries. Uh, so maybe you get Jamal Adams to learn how to lead a defense from J.J. Watt. And uh, I think Houston would be a sick team for him. And also in Texas, where he's from. So I think uh, – I know I know he's a Dallas Cowboys fan, um, but I think Houston yeah. would be a good fit. How about yourself, Aiden? Man, man management might screw that up well i think so i think he's happy or i'm happy sorry that he's leaving the jets um like not a big not a big jets guy whatsoever um they're kind of little pukes if you ask me um i like the jets really what like for what reason i just like a lot of the pieces they have i like 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 levy on bell a lot i like cj mosley i like jamal adams he's not gonna be there for too much longer um I don't know. I like I liked Robbie Anderson when he was there. Now he's on Carolina, so I like him a lot more. Uh, I just kind of like one of my favorite teams to like use in Madden is the Jets, just because nice jerseys, a little bit of history there. 
Just nothing, nothing against the Jets. Interesting. Well, okay, so I'm not a big fan of them, so I'm kind of glad that Jamal's leaving. Um, and like, I'm not, I'm not against him going to the Cowboys. I legitimately have nothing against the Cowboys. Um, so it, it would be kind of cool to see him go there. Um, I, I don't, I have been trying to think of where else I want to see him. Like the Bears, of course, would be not the craziest option. Um, they do have Tashawn Gibson as their uh, starting strong safety for the upcoming season, but he's aged. He's a he's a veteran player. He's not he's not a Pro Bowl caliber player whatsoever. And uh, I'm hoping they go out and try to make a move on someone that isn't another tight end because I swear to God, if they put in a bid for David Njoku, I'm gonna lose my shit. <clears throat> but I mean, the Cowboys would not be the worst situation. Correct. How about yourself, I would Ryan? agree with uh, Aiden. I'm not a big Jets guy, so I, I wouldn't like to see Jamal Adams waste his. Um, I don't know. I'd say he's an All Pro level uh, safety for like the next good while. Wouldn't like to see him waste it in, in uh, New Jersey, but um, would not like to see him go to Chicago. That's something I can tell you for free. Um, would not like that at all. Well, um, you don't. You don't have to worry about Dallas that. Dallas is a great landing spot for him, but I don't like Dallas. So <clears throat> it's it's hard because I like individual players, and like I just don't like the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but uh, it would be a good landing spot for him, like career wise. Especially since they just got a new head coach and um, kind of revamping the whole team too, because they got McCarthy down there, um, and he's a good coach. So. That's true. I actually forgot that they got McCarthy. Yep, they did. They're revamping the whole team, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be kind of interesting to see how he runs that offense having... I mean, actually, so that being said, I guess Dallas does have good receivers, but like Zeke is like... He's the primary piece on their offense. And if I remember Mike McCarthy's offense, like it wasn't a running offense, was it? It was more of a passing offense. Definitely more of a passing offense, but I think that was also because that Green Bay didn't really have a running back at the time for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. Like Eddie Lacy was there, and then he kind of flamed out. But yeah, um, that's true. I would say I, I don't know. It, it's it's up in the air because uh, from what I've heard that McCarthy took the like he studied the game in a year off, and like I think he's coming in with like new philosophies. So that'll who be. Knows? It could be. It could be brand new. Yeah, that'll be kind of cool. It'll be interesting to see for sure. So yeah, good player, good like career move for him. It's just I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. um, Houston would be a fun move. That'd be a good one. Like um, they got rid of uh, Matthew, or he left, and uh, Jamal Adams is a really young, good, a good young safety to replace him. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. What I'm saying, man, and, uh, I think Houston. Any will team, get a lot, any but... team would be an up like any team getting him would would that's an immediate upgrade at that position. Yeah, especially because he's so versatile. You can play him at either <clears throat> either spot. And, it, you know, even if you have – I'm hard-pressed to think of a safety that's better than Jamal Adams. But if you have one that's close, you can you can play him at the other spot, right? And, like, yeah. he's so versatile. He can play strong safety. He can play linebacker. He can play free safety. Um, any, any team in the NFL would be lucky to have him. I think another cool landing spot for him would also be the Steelers. I think him and Minka Fitzpatrick as a, as a, you know, a, a twin safety duo – Running the league in the backfield. That would be gross. That would be so That'd gross. That would be a really good one. Yeah. They already, I, like, they're already mocked up as the best defense in the league for next year. So Yeah. 
I think an unbelievable team to see him go to, but like this would not happen in a million years. The LA Chargers. Like, just think about that. Oh. Yeah, it wouldn't it Man, would never happen because that. like they would be dominant in like literally everything except for linebackers. They would arguably you have the best linebacker. Well, they would arguably have the best defensive line and well, one of sorry, one of the best defensive lines in the league. Definitely the best like DB core. Except I heard yeah. I heard rumors that they're thinking of getting rid of um Desmond King. Um I think they're gonna try well, to trade him. It'll be interesting to see anyway, because Derwin's coming off a season long injury. So who knows what level like that he's playing at right now, especially that's, with coronavirus. That's like, true, how much but... has he been able to work out? Well, um, as well. I mean, probably just as much, right? Like I don't think he's pressed for space. Yeah, they, those guys don't have the same limits as us. They can build their own gym and uh mm-hmm. well, anyway in, in, um in their house. I mean it's a it's a, it's definitely a fair for point. um Jamal was uh, supposedly the Ravens, so him and Earl Thomas would be a really dope. That would be disgusting. Couple. Yeah, and Earl Thomas's brother. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was gonna say next. Can we cut that? Can we cut that? Makes the most most sense. No, not, no, 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 not actually. I, the, the, I was just kidding. The Ravens, Brady. Yeah, I think that's right behind the Cowboys. Are tied for first because yeah. the Ravens need to do something to compete with the Chiefs because they can't beat them right now. Yeah. Um. Should we roll into the Chiefs talk right now? Uh, that we uh Brady gave us yeah. a nice little segue in. Um let's do it. Speaking of the Chiefs. Some news out of Kansas City, Missouri. Patrick Mahomes has just signed the largest contract in North American sports history. Um I just want to make sure I get all the numbers right, just because this is a massive contract. It is a 10-year contract extension, which is absolutely massive. I know Brady has some thoughts on that, so we'll get there in a second. Um, an NFL record 40, $477 million, but only $63 million guaranteed. I'm pretty sure Kirk Cousins got more in, in his three-year deal because I'm pretty sure he got 80 mil guaranteed in his three-year deal. Um, but, I mean, Kirk Cousins had to guarantee himself that because he's not doesn't have the talent of Patrick Mahomes. Um, Brady, I, I really want to hear your thoughts on this because we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, you have a strong opinion about 10-year contracts. You want to go into it? Yeah, I mean, I I looked at the deal. I looked at each year that's broken down because at the at that time, I didn't have the information because Schefter just tweeted um, and everything. So basically, it's, it's worth up to because each year he has $2.5 million in incentives, which carries a max value over the 10 years of an extra 25 million. So he could, the deal could be worth $503 million million. Yeah. yeah 503 million. Um, the thing is nothing like barely anything is guaranteed right now. So he still does not have the, he's not the highest paid trout has more Stanton, Jared Cole. Um, if Ooh. Mahomes completes, if, um like Garrett he, Cole. Garrett Cole in the A's. Garrett Cole. Yeah. Jarrett, I don't know. Um Jarrett Cole. <laughs> so if Mahomes completes the 10 years, he will be the highest paid. But since there's a guarantee mechanism, kind of a team option every year. So the Chiefs have to guarantee his contract every single year for the next year. And if they don't, they have they have to cut him. So it's kind of like nothing is guaranteed. It's because they have a bunch of guarantee mechanisms, which hasn't even, that's not really a, th- a word we've heard much. And Schefter kind of explained it. So they have to 
each year guarantee it and if not you know they cut him so they don't have to pay the guarantee um he's mm-hmm. got 141 million dollars in injury guarantee um Ooh, so there's that huge there's a no, there's a no trade clause course like that so um it makes sense to me there's two years left on his rookie deal so it, it, essentially it's a 12 year contract that we're looking at right here to take him to 2031 so he's making 10 million this year uh 22 million next year 29 million 40 37 41 41 so like his aav his average average annual value it's still by 2026 it's still at 41 because the um his average is 45 that's kind of the number you've been seeing like 45 million that's the average over the entire contract but still in 2026 he's at 41 million so he hasn't even received that yet so that I kind of like that because you have huge contracts. So like I, at first I was like, Oh, 45 million per year. They're going to be, they're going to be fucked for cap. They won't be able to resign all these people, but that this won't kick in until 2027 where he makes $60 million in that year, which is absurd. Like <laughs> $60 million that year. And then after that, it's 44, 44, 50, 52. So it's a bit backloaded, but so they might be more screwed then. So it's going to be really interesting to see because you got I think- Travis Kelty and Terry Tyreek Hill with contracts expiring in two years, and they're going to be asking for top money at their positions. Can they? I don't know if they're going to be able to make each player the highest paid in the league. So, yeah, I think one thing that like has to be considered like with his increasing cap numbers, like the cap's also going to go up. So yeah. That number it might look absurd right now to see sixty million dollars, but a sixty million con- or sixty million dollar contract in twenty twenty seven, it could be like yeah. what the equivalent is to a thirty million dollar contract right now. It could just be very manageable. Um, yeah, you, for me, you offering back, a type of con- yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, if you look back twelve years ago, uh, Manning and Favre were making twelve million. That was the highest in the league. Yeah. So twelve years from and now, like, it, it, could, it could very well be over fifty million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I, I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be quarterbacks that'll sign by the time by 2027 that are going to be uh, have like a higher contract. Like Trevor Lawrence, I wonder what his contract is going to look like, and Justin Fields yeah. and Trey Lance, like Joe these guys Perot. could also be studs as well. So I think that's one thing that you have to consider is like his number isn't absurd, absurd. Um, but the other thing is like one thing that the Chiefs have going for them. This is the last year. 2020 is the last year that they have any dead money on the book. They they're they're they don't have much. It's Dustin Colquitt and Cameron Irving uh, for about two million, but Eric Berry's raking in eight million dollars still from the Kansas City Chiefs, like on uh, like and in terms of dead money. After that, they got nothing. Uh, going into 2021, they have 35 million dollars in cap space, and then in 2022 or sorry 2023, when pretty much everybody on the team needs to get re-signed other than Frank Clark, uh, you have 166 million dollars in cap space. That you, only three players on the roster. But you still have a lot of cap space to re-sign guys like Tyree Kill. Sammy Watkins, I don't think will get re-signed. But a guy like Nicole Hardman. And, you know, they still also have their draft picks who, you know, you can go negative in salary cap with your draft picks. Um, for me, it's it's a contract that's absolutely unavoidable. There's no way you're going to let Patrick Mahomes walk. There's no way Lamar Jackson is going to walk. Like, these guys, you need to give them their money. And yeah. Patty got his bag and deservedly so on, on both parts. They needed to offer this contract. They got the deal done. This is an absolute. I see this as an absolute win for Kansas City. Um, I don't. I don't think there's any ands, ifs, or buts about it. Uh, best player in the in in the NFL right now. 
So I guess we'll uh, we'll see how it we'll pans see. out in in ten years. We'll yeah, see if it's we'll a Ricky it Pietro up. contract or yeah, yeah. And these things don't happen. You look at Brett Favre with his lifetime deal, Drew Bledsoe ten years, uh, Michael Vick ten years. No one's ever completed it. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, to be I, fair, um, like Donovan McNabb played played eight seasons. Brett Favre played seven, I think it was, yeah. and then um, Michael Vick went to jail. So there was like you know like two two players lived out their contracts pretty long, and then Mike Vick probably would have. He was absolutely dominant when he left Atlanta. Um, Drew Bledsoe last, but yeah, they also <laughs> yeah yeah. So we'll uh, I guess I guess we'll, yeah, I we'll see that. Uh, See that yeah. one out in 2031 when we are all over the age of 30, which is r- absolutely ridiculous to me. Wow. Yeah, it's it's hard to make a judgment now, obviously. So that's why I'm not going to be too mm-hmm. harsh. Like, you have to pay him. I, <laughs> I never once said yeah. he shouldn't be paid. He's the best in the league, and he will be the best for the yeah. next 10 years, face of the league. But yeah. know, 10 years and a 12, you know, I'm not a huge fan of 10-year deals. I, I, much, I, I much rather prefer a, maybe a six, seven, eight. And pay him the same. He can still have a forty-five million per year, but you know, make it a bit shorter. And if it's like Mahomes is still MVP in six, seven years, or now he has three rings, kind of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Send him another six years. Give him uh, fifty-five million. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ten years. Absolutely. That's a long. That's a long commitment to any player ever. Trouts, Crosby, LeBron. It's a long time, and things happen in foot in in football and other sports stuff happens it's a contact yep. sport um i think that's why we'll see lamar jackson get a six-year deal because he's uh he's a running back and he i think the ravens are gonna be like well you're one hit away from you know not being the same or not you know not even playing again it's kind of like that kind of like cam newton you know he he, he scrambles a yeah. lot and then he pays the price when he gets slammed into the ground or he gets a big concussion so yeah, I think you you always got to kind of account for that, especially in a contact sport like football. Um, mm-hmm. But if anyone deserves a ten year contract, it's him. But it's just I'm a I'm a little I'm a little critical just um just on the chief side, just like putting yeah a lot a lot a lot of money into on, into this one guy. But like I said, generational talent, as you guys have been saying, and uh, of course again, like we'll we'll. We'll make a pod in 2031, and we'll see. It could just this could be the dumbest contract ever. <laughs> he could totally he could totally sizzle out. He can get injured. He can whatever, or um, or he'll. But if we're still doing win. this, if we're still doing this podcast in three years, I'll be surprised. Um, I don't see how we retire. So, oh, that's true. Like, well, again, when we start getting our Barstool contracts, so though i guess i'll be a little bit more realistic uh one thing before aiden and ryan i hear your thoughts on it i just want to um just want to point out that brady said uh that uh, pat mahomes is the face of the league and i want to just bring this back to an argument i had two years ago at caleb at aiden where and i uh i can officially say i've won this argument because patrick mahomes is the face of the league um that so so another thing you know what I would do you still. This we I do. I do. Albums? I do. And I would still. Yeah. I would still think that you could make an argument for this, like as in like for who for you another player. Baker Mayfield at the time. I, wow. Okay. No. 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 For the record, I never. I called Caleb an idiot for saying Baker Mayfield. That was stupid. Okay. Well, at Caleb, at Caleb, you're a moron for saying Baker Mayfield. It's gonna yeah. Be of course. Face ba- of the league. Of course, Baker Patrick Mayfield. Mahomes. I said. Patrick I Mahomes said is the face of the league right I now. I said the one other guy that literally everyone knows. Who's that? Are you serious? 
Tom Wait, Brady. Tom Brady? Yeah. Yeah, Buddy, okay. Like, people I mean, people that I have will, never watched still, a football. I would still say Patrick Mahomes is the face <clears throat> of the league over, over Tom Brady at this people, point. People that Nobody have never. Cares about the old, mm-hmm. Nope. He's like, like no one cares man. about the old veteran. Until Tom anymore. retires, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? No I, one cares about mean? the old veteran. No one sees him as an old veteran. People think Tom Brady is twenty. No, like face uh, of the league well, is like I, the, I, the the young the young. There, stud there are people. There are people MVPs. that. What I think about when I think of face of the league, I think about someone that doesn't like all of us religiously watch football. All of us can spout off the stats of. Like a set, and like of course I'm speaking like figuratively. Like obviously we can't spout off the stats of second string players, but we know like Ryan, you know the entire Green Bay lineup. Brady, like you follow the Buccaneers and the Patriots religiously. Quiche, same with you and like the Panthers. We all watch football. We all know football really well. I'm saying if I went up to my mom right now, and I know this, I know this for a fact. My mom knows who Tom Brady is. My mom could tell me yeah. that at the time Tom Brady played for the Patriots. My mom, the only reason she knows that Patrick Mahomes plays for the Chiefs is because I know and B, quote unquote, real statement because he's cute. Yeah, he's cute as fuck. Yeah, if I were to go tell her that yeah, she was hear his voice. If I were to go say, <laughs> yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a running back, she wouldn't blink an eye. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a lie. But she knows more than most I, other. I would say she knows more about football than most other moms would. You know I what agree, I mean? I would agree with that. Uh, Sandra, Sandra, not only is Sandra very knowledgeable, but like, uh, you know, Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. Uh, until Pat Mahomes wins six Super Bowls and what four MVPs, Brady? My math, if uh, I don't know, I am remembering three, correctly. Four. He's got three. Um. um Whatever, whatever it is, until he hits those marks, until he wins more than Tom Brady does, until he breaks more records, um, Patrick Mahomes will is not Tom Brady yet. Uh, he has a chance to get there, of course, but he's not Tom Brady yet. Uh, but for me, still, the face of the league is Patrick Mahomes because the face of the league is the marketability factor. It's not just your play on the field; it is how well you can be marketed. Patrick Mahomes is twenty four years old. Don't quote me on that. Um, he is the best player in the NFL. He his marketability is like out of this world. I think for me, like like so at the time, this was this was during uh, Pat's MVP season. So when like in the middle of his MVP season, when we were having this debate, and so this is Baker's rookie season, and so Baker was the other guy that was brought up before he had his uh, you know absolute stinker of a sophomore year, uh, where uh, they like Caleb was saying that. Uh, Baker Mayfield would be a better option for he's gonna like absolutely hate me for toasting him here, but um, for saying Baker Mayfield was like more marketable and more of a face. But now, I I, I think you know it's 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 Patrick Mahomes. He wins another Super Bowl in like in the next two years. More people are gonna know about him than Tom Brady. Sure, but uh, okay, so I'm gonna disagree with that ten times out of ten. There's there's no way you can change my mind on that. We'll have to agree to disagree on that. Um, Baker Mayfield, we'll like, we'll- you, yeah, you shouldn't feel good about comparing Patrick Mahomes to Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Like, me? Yeah, like, don't, like, I mean, like, that's not the guy that should be even close to compared to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not comparing Patrick to Baker. I'm, com- I'm comparing my argument to Caleb's. You good? Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think that one through because I thought that was the argument. 
No, he's just well, the saying argument was that Okay, okay, fa- fair Caleb fair enough, but like that's just not even like that's a non-factor, right? Like of course you were right. Like yeah, Patrick Mahomes oh, no, is a I'm million. Just you guys were rinsing me for that and then I I uh I'm I'm winning I, right now. So I I don't I think you used the word rinsing out of like cuz like I still don't think that Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league over Tom Brady. I like oh, I don't know. He absolutely is. I don't All right, know. Anyways, we'll we'll move on. We have um another one of my favorite players to talk about. This is the Keyshawn Scream episode. Um, what? So my favorite player in the NFL, like, or sorry, the player that got me into the NFL, um, Cam Newton, has uh, officially been signed by another team. Uh, he went from my favorite team, Brady's favorite team. Now he's over in New England. Um, Brady, what do you, what's the what's the season outlook looking like? pre and post the cam newton signing for for new england yeah so as everyone knows i mean we won't say how it happened and everything we everyone knows uh cam newton signed with the patriots um the only other team in the league that showed remote interest was um the cleveland browns which i think the browns should have pulled um i mean people who don't like the patriots are very mad at the chargers and the colts and the browns for not getting cam because now the Patriots are going to be back on top, which is great for me. But, you know, you love to see it, hate to see it, whatever camp you want to choose. Um, the Patriots, in my opinion, I think it was a, a a year or two in the making masterpiece by Bill Belichick. Um, they faced him in preseason um, last year, and I think they purposefully in, injured him so that they would shut him down for the season, get released, and pick him up for cheap. Bill knows what he's doing. And... Uh, there's that little bounty gate going on. Wouldn't wouldn't uh, surprise me. They got him on a one year prove it deal, and I think it only has upside. It, he's only guaranteed. I think it's five hundred and fifty k. Is it Quiche? I think it's five hundred or five hundred fifty. Oh, I thought it was five hundred. Whatever. But he, he can earn up to he can earn up he can earn up to seven seven point five and million dollars in incentives, which is still not that much money at all. But to Cam Newton, uh, had those a... numbers. Sorry, I just want to quickly interrupt. Um, I had those numbers backwards. I thought it was five point five that he could earn, and seven fifty was the uh, guarantee. But it's five hundred fifty. Or sorry, yeah, five hundred fifty thousand dollars guaranteed, and up to seven point five million dollars. Okay, so I had it right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's all guaranteed, right. and then there's things like how many games you'll start, uh, snap percentages, completions, uh, touchdowns. If you make the playoffs, if you get past each round, and then if you win the Super Bowl, those are all things you can get more money and incentives for, um, up to seven point five million bucks. But to Cam, people like Richard Sherman, they kind of called it out. They said the Patriots are a disgusting organization, and they should have paid this man. But when Cam Newton responded to that, he said, "It's not about the money; it's about the respect." I really yeah. respect the Patriots for taking a chance on me. You know, I was injured all last season. People. Every, the whole league passed over him. They said, you know what? What we have here, that's better than what you have. The Colts said, you know what? Phillip Rivers is better than you. We're going to roll with him. And every every single team did that. Brown said Baker's better. Uh, the Bears said Foles and um, Jabitsky are better than you. We're going to keep them. So to Cam, he's coming over with hella motivation. Like everyone passed out to me, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, greatest mind ever he sees something in me that he wants to use and make me look good again and win. And I think that's a huge motivation for that. Um, 
when we look at the fit for Cam Newton on the Patriots, you guys, I mean, again, I know the most about the Patriots. So like, I'm, you know, I'm talking a lot, but you know, you can say your opinion or like, if, going, if, if what I say going. makes, I'll ask you if what I say makes sense after this. Um, you guys know Tom Brady. I mean, you've watched the Patriots, and they are probably the most infuriating team to watch um, if you're an opposing team because all Tom Brady does is dump-offs and slants all day. Um, and, you know, Cam Newton's been criticized for his inability to throw the deep ball. Um, the most recent we can look at is the eight games in 2018 before his big shoulder injury by T.J. Watt. Um he had just all the throwing. He had the seventh best adjusted compete completion rate at our percentage at 78%. But when you look at, when you factor, if you just fact, if you're just factoring for deep passes, it goes down to 19th in the league. So even before the shoulder injury and he kind of, it was kind of sore from the previous season. Uh, he had a bit of injury there. He was never much of a deep passer anyways. So it's people like to blame the injury, but yeah, I, you know, he's just like, like Tom Brady. He's not much of a deep passer. And you go into the Patriots, we were a quick, short-throwing scheme. And I think with Sony Michelle, Damian Harris, who's going to be the next Barry Sanders, and um, uh, what's-his-face, James White, they're really going to be a more ground-and-pound offense, and you can kind of throw in necessary, set up a great play action, and introduce a new read option that Bill and Josh, uh, Josh McDowell are going to have a lot of fun with. I think they're really going to kind of look to replicate what um, Carolina's offensive coordinator, Norv Turner, was doing back in 2018 that led the Panthers to a 6-2 and record, which would have been on pace for a 12-4 and record. They were running the ball half the time, and when it was throws, it was quick throws. And Cam excelled. I mean, Keish, maybe you want to talk about what you saw, because I wasn't watching the Panthers games. Like, during that 2018, 6-2 and before Cam got injured, did they – was that offense good, looking good for them? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was like, you know, Cam Newton coming out. Oh, sorry, uh, what year was this, Brady? What year are we talking there? Uh, two seasons ago. Like, when before, when he played half the season, and then he had the shoulder injury by TJ Watt. And then he yeah, came back okay, last so, year, two, two, two games, and then he got shut down. Yeah, um, for me, this was when I was, like, really getting into watching football. Uh, Cam had... Cam was really just kind of taken off at this point. We're talking, we're talking 20, 2018, I guess. Um, off to a red hot start. You know, Cam had a pretty good year in terms of uh, like he had his best completion percentage. You know, things were kind of looking up. He was maturing as a quarterback. Uh, still ran the ball fairly decently. Had um, four hundred eighty-eight yards here in the season. Um, and I, I mean, for me, like it was, it was exactly what you wanted to see from Cam. He was responsible with the football. Uh, didn't turn the ball over too too much. He had 13 interceptions, which for Cam, not that bad. Un- like un- unless you're comparing it to his uh, MVP season in 2015. Um, it it was just like this guy is just a physical freak. He is just mm-hmm. absolutely dominant. And when at first thought, like you think him and Tom Brady are just two polar opposites, but it makes sense for Cam to fit in with this Patriots offense. His deep ball has never been his strongest strongest asset. Even in 2015, when he was an MVP quarterback, uh, best player in the league, he was not a deep ball passer. His game excels in the short and medium game and creating plays, you know, by breaking sacks and taking off, uh, taking off on the play breaks down. That's Cam Newton's game. For me, he fits into this offense as Tom Brady with not the same head, but uh, but better better mobility. 
he might not have that Tom Brady, you know, Kobe mentality type thing. Um, mm-hmm. But man, he's coming off a revenge tour. He's, uh, you know, he's he's going to be pissed. He's going to come in wanting to prove people right. And I can't think of a better organization to utilize his talents in the short and medium game than Bill Belichick. He's a genius, this guy. So I'm really excited to watch the Patriots game this year. As weird as that is for me to say, um, very, very excited for that. And his whole career kind of depends on this one prove it season because if he has a Absolutely. shitty season, no, like he's it's over. No one's going to take a chance on mm-hmm. him. But if he comes out like with a a really good season or a, a solid season, yeah, I think someone's going to pick him yep. up that needs a quarterback and he'll continue his career. So that's on the line too. Yep. I think, I think uh, 2018 oh. was also like you you mentioned you mentioned the North Turner thing. 2018 was probably his second best season that he ever had, or I would say third best. Uh, like I, I think his rookie season was probably his second best MVP season. Obviously, has to come first. Um, but he had he had very very good numbers uh, in his uh, in that 2018 season. So that'd be very interesting to try and replicate for New England. Aiden, what were you saying? Um, honestly, can't remember. <laughs> um, I think right. uh, what no what you were saying about um the Patriots. Oh, here. Okay, yeah, okay. The Patriots excel at picking up players that nobody else wants and making them regret it. So yeah. I think that if it's going to work out for Cam being on a team, it's going to be with the Patriots. Like, he is going to make a lot of teams pay for passing up on him. Yeah, I think so. I hope one of those teams is not Carolina, but I guess we'll see. Ryan, you got any thoughts on this one? You guys pretty much said it all. I mean, it's the dream spot, landing spot for Cam at this point in his career. Like, his yeah. throwing motion, his arm, like, his shoulder were all screwed up. He got that all healed up. He's making shorter passes, quick passes, in in time, like, in rhythm. Um, I think he'll be actually pretty good. I think so. Yeah. And not only, does the... it, not only does it add, like, to Cam Newton, like, his career, it's not all for them, like, Having Cam Newton adds an entire different dimension to your offense if you're the Patriots. Like, like in the past, you Tom Brady didn't run. The, nobody's going to expect yeah. a Patriots yeah. quarterback to be running. Yeah, yeah. Now you have to account. For, now you have to account for that. You have to play some QB contain. You have to do this or that. That might lead to a good play action. Or um, right. It's, 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 a, actually, it's, a, it's, it's a, such a good move for both parties. That's actually uh, for me, Ryan. That's a really interesting point because everybody knows Cam Newton can run. Everybody in the world knows that. But the one thing that like is still up in the air and the variable is how Bill Belichick is going to let him use his legs in the game. You can't prepare for that because you've never seen it before. This season, we could see Cam go absolutely buck wild on some defenses, and I'm excited to see it, man. Like I said, it's Cam's been one of my happen. favorite players. I'm, sorry. It's, I'm just going to tell you now that's not going to happen. It is kind of... Uh, Cam, Cam Newton, going, going, Cam Newton going buck wild with his <laughs> legs is what got him in this situation in the first place because Cam never man, wanted I'm not to saying, slide. I'm not saying with his legs. He I'm never not saying with his slide. legs, man. I, I think he'll be able to go buck wild just like in terms of stats. If you like, For me, a great example of this is RG3. RG3 in his rookie year was one of the most dynamic quarterbacks we've seen since Michael Vick. The guy could move, he could throw the ball, but if you really looked at the game at his game tape, throwing wasn't his biggest asset. It's just he took so many defenders out of the field to play mm-hmm. because he could run. They had to put a contain, they had to put spies on him, they had to, you know, they had to take players out just to watch his run game. And all of a sudden you have one-on-one coverage and RG3 had an arm good enough to get the ball there. Cam Newton has this ability. And I think if, um, you know, you're scared of his legs, he can still beat you with his arm as long as he's not throwing the ball 80 yards downfield every single play. 
yeah. think Bill Belichick could could let Cam go absolutely nuts this year, and I'm excited for it. It is kind of interesting when you put it into those terms that this isn't just good for Cam. This is amazing for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is going to find any way possible to beat you, and by adding Cam to his offense, he just adds one more way that he can beat you. Because yes, Cam, I absolutely. think, personally, I think Cam can do everything that Tom Brady can physically. I'll say that, physically. Um, Bill might have to take a little more of a uh, step into the offense and guide a little bit more. But, I mean, Cam's a quarterback. He's been that way. Like, he's still a smart guy. It's not like he's a five-year-old. It's not like he's a toddler, right? So He's very smart. It's, it's just one more physical way that Bill Belichick is going to use to exploit teams. And... Josh yep. McDaniels, I mean, don't discredit him. He's one of the best offensive masterminds in the league, and he's been trying to get poached for um, head coach for the last decade. And yeah. you see, like, no, I'm, I'm staying with the Patriots, staying with the Patriots. And uh, I think that, um, and we can see this, a, a clear example of when the Patriots had a mobile quarterback a couple of years ago, Jacoby Brissett. We look at the games that he played in, um, and McDaniels catered to his mobile abilities, and he transformed the Patriots, who were passing passing team and you know run whenever but for that the the two three games that uh Brissett played specifically the houston game they transformed it completely into a running team and Brissett only threw through 100 yards with 11 completions and they ran the ball 40 times between Brissett and the running backs and they won 27 nothing against jj watt and the houston's and the houston's in the texans <laughs> um uh it was insane. So I, I think we're really going to see – we we know it works. So it's it's going to be really cool where we have a whole season to do that and where Cam will have more control, more creativity over the offense than he did with the Panthers. And he's going to be behind the best O-line he's ever played behind. Yep. So No, that's a good point. Two things Two things I want to point out here. Um, well, actually, three things, I guess. Brady, that best O-line he's ever played for, I cannot stress that enough. Cam Newton has been killed in Carolina. Absolutely killed. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, Cam Newton will become, if uh, I'm not an idiot, the second African-American quarterback to ever start for the Patriots. Jacoby Brissett was the first, so oh, that's, uh, that's a pretty cool fact. That's awesome. And number three, Jacoby Brissett, they turned the offense into a running offense with him. He's a 4.94 combine <laughs> or 40 time. He's not a fast quarterback. And yeah. they, they did what they did with him. You have a, a Jacoby Brissett 3.0 in Cam Newton, so... Yep. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what uh what they can do here. Um one more. But I think like we're gonna I think we're gonna wrap here. this one up today. Oh, oh go ahead, Brady. Okay, yeah. And I was gonna say he's everything we just said, has a great season, starts week one, he learns the offense. He's already out there with um Mohamed Sanu, an old friend who played on Carolina with him. But worst case, let's say, you know, he doesn't quite pick up the offense. He doesn't quite get back to his old form. And maybe he gets injured in preseason or regular season. Um, and then Stidham starts. And it's like, okay, worst case, Cam sticks around. He pushes Stidham. He competes with him. And it's like, that's one of the a great veteran MVP Super Bowl mentor. And that can really set up. And then, and then Cam leaves in free agency. And then instead of Stidham starting week one with Brian Hoyer as his mentor, it's like Cam Newton came in, taught him a lot of stuff in the last. So he's got mentored by Tom Brady and then Cam Newton, two completely different people with different experiences and play styles. And I think yeah, just for setting up, setting up using this, those stupid yeah. characters on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that'd be great for Jeez. his development and the, if they want to roll with Stidham. So that would that would be so I, funny, I, dude. Uh, one thing super quick that I 
that I just want to point out, Brady. Sanu actually never. I I still don't know how they're friends. I get Sanu never played in Carolina, uh, but he did play in Atlanta. So I guess maybe they developed a reputation or, or uh, what's it called? A relationship. Then. Is but, it like uh, a? Could it be a hometown thing? thing? I, I, saw, uh, no, I swore uh, I saw them Cam's from, in a game together. Did they play at Auburn Cam's together? From, no, they didn't because uh, Sanu Sanu went to Rutgers. And he's from New Jersey. I'm pretty sure Cam's from Florida. Um, oh, interesting. I don't know. They could just yeah, be so, boys. Uh, but one thing yeah. I just learned about Muhammad Sanu, I think we'll wrap up with this, is uh, in 2014, uh, a company called Fantax offered him uh, like a, some stock based on a percentage of Sanu's future earning. Um, and in 2014, that deal was complete. And Sanu got 160, or 164,300 shares. At ten dollars per share, you got them for free, essentially, because like that was like his so, fan, with with Fantax, yeah. So oh, he's okay. a part time owner, and he's uh, made some good money off of that. Wow, good, good on they're, him. But they're, I wanna, I... they're um, they do this with a lot of pro athletes. I just thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. no, that is I, that is very cool. I I hope to see for my for some... my uh, financial folks. Yeah. I can't. I hope. I hope Sanu and Nikhil Harry have big bounce back years. That, I mean, well, not that Harry's bouncing back from anything, but um, it'd be really cool to Injury. see Sanu in uh, in his in his Falcons prime, or and and Nikhil Harry yeah. kind of become that top rookie receiver that the Patriots thought they were getting. So, so that'd be really cool yeah. if Cam Newton utilizes them. You know what? Actually, so sorry. I know. I know we've been trying to wrap up, but I just thought of something that's actually really interesting as well. So. You can use Cam Newton in a lot of ways, but you can also use Mohamed Sanu in a lot of ways. So I wonder if they're going to try to run an interesting little offense with a Philly special type thing this year. That'd be super cool. Yeah, yeah, he he can throw the ball, and Cam yeah. Newton can catch and run. So, and Edelman's a quarterback too. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> a double oh goodness, Philly reverse. Tricky backfield. It's it's going to be gross. It's going to be disgusting. Cam- they're going to. They're gonna Cam do like still a, drops the ball. They're gonna do like a Music City Muriel miracle type thing. Oh my gosh. Can't believe I just yeah, said that. Yeah, and with the Music City Muriel, I think we'll wrap this one up here. <laughs> um boys, it's been it's been a fun episode. We had uh you know a good old reference to the podcast at the beginning of the episode. Some big big news actually, in my opinion. I think like obviously these are three of my favorite players, but uh, a team changing their whole name, a couple big big signings, and pretty fun episode in my opinion. But uh, Brady, you want to hit us with a sign off? Yep, remember, check out Brennan, the producer. We got some new music on the way. New theme song coming in hot soon. Is he going to be on this episode? No, I, don't, I think he's working Next on Next episode. It now. So, uh, every year, maybe we'll get a new uh, some new tunes. That'd be hot. Upgrade, so. That'd be hot. All right. Stay safe, everybody. Wear a mask, please, so we can have sports. Um, Fight Island, I want to talk about. Damn. Okay, whatever. Have fun watching Fight Island. And <laughs> may your punts be high and down inside the 10. Go Patriots.